Welcome back to another episode of the For Future Reference podcast. It's your boy, the cold brew billionaire. Yep, got one. Got one in town. It was uh, it was an easy easy drive through experience. Nobody in line. Went through three gift cards. Each one had like three cents on it. But you got to use those cents, man. That'll save that'll save you money. But uh, yeah, I got to say, Selkirk actually did not bad with this cold brew. I can't say I've got a cold brew from Selkirk yet. But this one was this one was hitting. They make it look so fancy when they give it to you and the milk's like leaking through the, the, co- uh, the coffee and shit. It looks super professional. You know what I mean? Usually I would expect to get just like a fucking Roy Holiday RIP, but Roy Holiday fucking absolutely 100 miles an hour like pitched into my car, usually from Tim Hortons. That's what I would expect. If I didn't get that, then I'd be like, huh, Some somebody must have bought the franchise and changed it up a little bit. But no, no, they handed it to me and it was, the milk was running through the rest of the coffee and it looked really good. It looked really good. And I must say, it tasted really good as well, which I'm not used to from the Selkirk one. So thumbs up. You know, you love when, you love when that happens. You love, you love when that happens. Anyways, guys, episode two, episode two, 2.0, um, your boy's still in lockdown not lockdown. I'm not, I, I just went to Tim Hortons. I'm not like, I, I don't got to quarantine myself or anything, but I mean, I can't go to work because somebody was exposed to COVID and then went to work. So we're shut down for two weeks. So I'm making use of the time. I don't spend driving home by recording a podcast. So that's my life right now. Instead of driving, I just talk to myself in my room. Sounds sounds good with me. Anyways, I hope everybody's go- doing good, man. I hope everybody's doing good. Uh, I don't know when you're listening to this, because like I said, I'm not advertising this shit. So if you find it, you find it. And you can listen to it. If, I'm not even telling my friends, bro. If my friends link up with this shit, bro, way to go. You follow the breadcrumb. The breadcrumb trail. You made your way to the podcast. So I don't really know why I'm even making these and talking to people. Like I said in the last episode, I was like, man, I'm just going to make these for myself. That's, I'm still doing that, dude. So I, I think I'm talking like I'm talking to somebody because one, that's how I talk to myself. And two, uh, you know, just in case people actually do listen to it. I know I got one listener. You know who you are. You texted me. And if you texted me about it, you know who you are. You know what I mean? If you didn't text me, then obviously I'm not talking about you. If you listen to this and you know what I mean, stupid, stupid. Anyways, man, lots, uh, lots happened in the past couple days. Uh, I'm a big sports guy. So hockey last night was crazy. Uh, that Colorado game, it was Colorado St. Louis game one. Pretty intense, man. I watched, I picked up about halfway through the second, watched the rest of that. Uh, great game. Colorado, I have, I made a bracket and I have Colorado to make to, uh, to win the cup. I have, I have Colorado-Pittsburgh in the cup final. And I have Colorado beating Winnipeg in the conference final. I don't know why. I was just like, how do I go against 
How do I go against Winnipeg? You know what I mean? You got to think Winnipeg has more playoff, you know, playoff experience going to the conference final a couple of years ago. You know, there's, I feel like there's more depth to the Winnipeg lineup than there is to Edmonton. That being said, when you play a team that has Connor McDavid on it, I almost said Connor McGregor. If they, if you play a team that has Connor McDavid on it, it feels like every player is Connor McDavid. And I feel like that because he always has the puck. I, I think he has three minute shifts. I remember when I played hockey, if I was on the ice for longer than 30 seconds, I'd be getting the change, change from your coach on the bench. Absolutely screaming at you. Get off the ice. I was also not that good. So maybe that's why, you know, I did a little, one too many toe picks and he was like, okay, we got to get this fucking guy off the ice. Um, but yeah, I feel like he, t- he's on the ice for 97% of the game. And did I just say his number by accident? Yeah, I did. I did say his number. I didn't mean to, but that, uh, that works out good. Those numbers, those numbers crunch easy. Um, but yeah, as a Winnipeg fan, I'm, I, let me, let me go. Let me preface that by saying I'm a Montreal Canadiens fan, you know, through and through. I'm a Habs fan, been a Habs fan since, you know, it was Saku Koivu and Alexi Kovalev and, oh my God, I'm trying to think of any other players that were on that team, but I can't. That was a long time ago. Uh, Jose Theodore was on that team. Jeez, that's a long time ago now. But uh, that's when I started liking the Habs. So I was probably about, jeez, eight, eight or nine maybe when I started, when I, you know, started liking the Habs. Initially, I'm not even going to bullshit you. As a young child, seeing the Stanley Cup championships and which team has won the most championships naturally that was the team that i gravitated towards because i thought they were just going to win stanley cups always that obviously hasn't been the case since i've never been alive to see a montreal Canadiens team win a stanley cup nonetheless i still am a habs fan and uh i think it was good for for a young kid to watch a team and support a team so much if you didn't have that experience as a kid uh you know you definitely got saved from a lot of emotional trauma i'll say that you know Seeing your team have a good regular season and then get absolutely fucked up in the playoffs was never fun. Or vice versa. You know, just get fucked up in the regular season and not even make the playoffs. And then you're like, well, next season will be different. For some reason, my brother always liked the team that was so much better. It always pissed me off. It was like he changed his team to the one that he knew. He's like, you could see the future. And was like, I'm changing my team to this team. And I'd be like, why? Why do you like the Philadelphia Flyers this year? Well, I just have a hunch. And they fucked them up in the conference final that one year. God damn it, that stings. That stings. That's a stinger. Uh, But yeah, man, back to Winnipeg. I'm more a Winnipeg fan now. um, You know, just because that's... It's a lot easier (laughs) being around this area to uh, cheer for Winnipeg, for sure. Like, I don't want to be the one standout. I mean, wow, I'm such a sheep. I think I said that last episode too, but just following the fucking, following the, the damn crowds, can't do anything for myself kind of thing. But no, I, I it really is more fun. It, it's more fun to be a, a part of the Winnipeg Jets family. That sounds so lame, but it's true, man. Everybody that I know is a Winnipeg Jets fan. So to cheer for a team with everybody else cheering for that team, it's a lot more fun. I'm a very competitive guy as well. So, you know, cheering for a team 
opposing the team that everybody is cheering for uh, was also fun. But that being said, you know, it got kind of boring. I didn't know none of my people. I know one guy. I know one guy that's a Habs fan, and I have never talked to him about Montreal Canadiens hockey in my life. So that sucks. You know what I mean? You can't have those conversations. You can't, you know, get excited and talk to people. Nobody wants to hear about what's going on with the Habs. 90% of the people I know that cheer for the Jets fucking hate the Habs. So nobody gives a shit, dude. But um, big shout out to my boy. I don't even know who I was going to say. There's so many people on the Habs that I was going to shout out to. Carey Price, obviously, is the number one. But uh, just a team, man. Great, great, uh, great team effort this season. I didn't really watch it, but, you know, congrats on making the playoffs. Anyways, the Winnipeg Jets, bro. I think that they can beat the Edmonton Oilers. It's going to be tough, as we've seen from the regular season. They were on a skid, bro. I, I feel like the Jets really lack, obviously, this is what everybody believes. So I'm not, you know, I'm not, this isn't a hot take. You've heard this before if you've listened to anything that has to do with the Jets or talk to your your girlfriend's dad about the Jets. You know what I mean? Why do girlfriend's dads, you know, I feel like that's like a, that's like a stereotypical Jets fan. You know, every every guy's girlfriend's dad knows everything about the Jets. And you can't tell me otherwise. I only know one, and that's my girlfriend's dad. So 100% of the dads that are girlfriend's dads like the Jets. That's what I'm basing this off of. But they always come with the hot takes, and they always come with the... Um, we're lacking defensively. And I agree. I think Winnipeg definitely is lacking defensively. We're so fucking jacked up offensively, dude. Our, our, we got a lot of forward depth all the way to line four. You know, our line four is easy, a, a good line three on any other team. Honestly, in some teams, there some of those guys might be, you know, Perot might, Perot, Perot might be playing on line one on some of these teams that are out there right now. If he was on Columbus, bro, I say Perot would probably be on line one or two, probably two, but maybe line one. You know, he's a grinder. I really appreciate his uh, his effort on the ice. And that's how you know I'm a Jets fan is when I say shit like I appreciate. That's how you know that you're a fan of a team. Because I haven't said that about the Canadians in a while. Probably because I just don't watch them. I'm, I'm a Jets fan. And also, what, what's with these blackouts? You know what I mean? Anybody else been trying to watch? Oh, hey, I want to watch this Montreal-Toronto game just because I got nothing else to do. Blackout. Uh, sorry, this is not available in your current region. Why'd you even put it on the fucking network then? You're just teasing me? It's like, oh, uh, Montreal, NHL game, Montreal versus Toronto. You're like, okay, sure. You click on it. Not available in your region. All right, Shaw, I guess I'll just shoot myself in the face then. What the fuck? Why would you even give me that then? Why would you even suggest that? Take it off. Remove it from my region then. Don't let me watch that. Dude, that's so annoying. What's the point of that? Do you, like, do you guys not want more viewers? Like, if they get more, if they broadcast it to the entire country, I don't want to say U.S. because I don't think they get Sportsnet. Maybe they do. I don't know. But this goes for TSN as well, by the way. I've had this shit happen in TSN. But, you know, you, d- you just... You got to think about it in, a, in, a, in an actual like advertising kind of way. Like, well, how, how do they believe that blacking? Uh, see, maybe I'm missing something here. But um, they black it out in other regions of the country that probably view these games more than others. Like people in Ontario, other than you know the greater Toronto area, they probably don't give a shit about the Leafs. 
Maybe I'm wrong. But like all of Manitoba knows the Jets and can have a conversation with the, with you about the Jets. When I, I worked at Rogers for a little bit and I'd have old women come in and I'm not, I'm not taking, I'm not talking about like 40, like when I say old, I'm like 70s, 80s. And they would talk to me about the Jets. They'd be like, oh, did you see the game last night? I'd be like, no, I, I didn't actually. Like, what, did you watch it? And they'd be like, oh, no, but I'm a Jets fan. I just wanted to ask. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I feel like nobody else in the country, maybe, I feel like maybe in Montreal that happens. I don't know. I've never been anywhere else. So I'm just, this is all speculation. But it's funny to me that they don't broadcast it everywhere bro like you get more viewers on on your on your games you can sell the advertisement slots for more you're making more income bro there's more revenue to these games that you're broadcasting so why do they limit it and i read it and i I read why they do it and i'm still like i don't know though like it's it doesn't really make any sense they're like i don't really want you manitobans to watch this game sorry it's montreal versus toronto you guys don't really have the Ontario or Quebec blood in you. So I apologize, but you're not worthy of this game. It's kind of what I feel like we're we're getting shit on here. I don't know. There's got to be a reason for it that I'm just too ignorant and stubborn or, or stupid to, to actually grasp, you know. Hey, Gary Bettman, shoot me a text, bro. You got my number. Let me know what's going on here. NHL's broadcasting to ESPN next year. I'm so excited for that, bro. I can't wait. I've seen videos of guys reacting to NHL. How stupid is that, by the way? That I'm stuck watching videos of guys reacting to videos. You know you're bored when. Bro, why do I give a shit about what anybody else has to say about it? It's just kind of cool. I guess as a hockey fan, seeing like football players react to to NHL hits or you know nicest plays, it's cool to see somebody under like actually be like, oh, wow. Hockey isn't just guys with no teeth. You know, it's pretty cool. So maybe that's why. Maybe that's why I watched it. But anyways, and yeah, man, I, I, I'm just excited to see how hockey grows. I feel like having it on NBC was one thing. You know, we got a lot more hockey traffic. I'm gonna say in Pittsburgh and and in Washington. That being said, Crosby, Malkin, and Ovechkin definitely helped that uh, helped that happen. But. Uh, but having the NBC Sports, NBCSN or whatever, you know, in the, in the, in the northern areas of, uh, of the U.S., on the East Coast particularly, I feel like that definitely helped the game a little bit. But having ESPN actually take a hold of it, uh, I think it's going to change, change the way that the United States looks at hockey anyways. And once the U.S. grasps something, that's what makes it global. You know what I mean? So... I've seen, dude, I've seen, I saw videos one time. This is a long time ago now, but I saw a video of this little, I don't know what, where he was from in Asia. I want to say he was from China. I think I remember something about him skating around in, in Hong Kong, maybe. Dude, if that, you know, I, I, I literally just had the thought is Hong Kong in China. I'm pretty sure it is, but I'm not a hundred percent sure, bro. I haven't thought about Hong Kong in a long time. I think it is. We'll roll with it. It is guaranteed. I'm making that. You know what? I'm going to look it up. I got to make sure. I don't want to be that guy that's like, no, it's here. And it's obviously not. I feel like an idiot that I'm looking this up. Yeah, it's in China. All right. I was right. First time. Your boy's right. 
Let's go. But, uh, yeah, man, I saw a little kid. He was probably about eight, eight to ten in that range. And he was wheeling and dealing. He was sitting on, you know, that board that has the wheel in the middle. So you like, you like practice your balance. He was like stick handling on that shit. Head up, I might add, which is a lot harder than you might think. You know, people are like, oh, I could do that when they're fucking looking right down at the puck. No, stick handle that shit when you're looking up. I could not do that. I'm telling you right now, I could not do that shit. I'd get one. I'd get the kick. And then the next one, I'd, it would, I'd miss it for sure. Definitely. Definitely would miss it. Um, yeah, man. Hockey, bro. It's going to be global. They're changing the game. boy Gary. You know, I've hated Gary for a long time. I still hate Gary Bettman. I feel like he's just a... Like, why can't we get an Adam Silver as the commissioner? And I don't even know why I hate Gary Bettman. I think it's just the way he talks and his, like, head shakes when he talks. That's rude. I don't know. It's, it's like, maybe he was a young hockey fan growing up, and every time he'd bring the Stanley Cup out, people would be booing him. And I was always like, oh, fuck that guy. Didn't even know why. Why? Why do why do I not like that guy? Maybe it's because they can't agree on salary cap limit limits and shit like that. So there's a lockout every fucking eight years in the NHL. Maybe that's why I don't like him. I don't know. Just digging up some old boons, I guess. Remember twenty? I think it was 2013, or was it 2015? Maybe. When was the last lockout? I don't know. But I was like, I remember itching for hockey, bro. I remember fucking itching to see some some NHL action. I don't know. I'm really excited for the playoffs, though. So. Anyways, dude, this Colorado game, I think Rantanen got clipped by Braden Shen. It was like almost like a knee-on-knee kind of thing. And fucking Gabe Landeskog, bro. Oh, he fucking... He unloaded. I don't want to make it. I don't want to blow it out of the water too much. You know what I mean? It wasn't a, an unbelievable fight, but you can tell it's playoff hockey now. Like guys don't give a fuck anymore. Like they're out there to win games. And you know, props to Gabe Landeskog. He's not the biggest guy. He's got some weight to him, definitely since he was a rookie. But he was like, "Don't you fucking dare try and injure my play." Cuz like there's been injuries so much this season, just I guess because there's been so many games like back to back to back to back. So you know what I mean? So they're like, "Don't f-, like you got to stand up for your players. You got to stand up for your players, especially as the captain." That's why I never really understood why why teams would put like a you know, I get the leadership in the in the in the room, but as a captain, you you got to you got to think that they got to be able to hold their own physically as well like who's a good example of this I'm trying to think of captains among the NHL I feel like most of them are pretty spot on with what I'm saying like McDavid obviously is is that naturally he would be the captain do I think he could handle himself in a fight against a guy like fuck even like Braden Braden Shen Maybe I don't know. You know, I I can't even remember if I've seen him fight before. I think we, I think he's gotten a tussle before. But he, <clears throat> I feel like he definitely fights like Crosby. You know how Crosby just is like, I'm not getting punched in the face, and he like just r- rips on people's jerseys until their face hits the fucking ice. That's how Crosby fights. He's a puller. He doesn't really throw. Like he he doesn't want to take shit. But he fights though. I, we've seen him fight before. He kind of 
he kind of bitches his way into it, though. I'm not going to lie. I'm a big Crosby fan. It was tough for me to accept the fact that McDavid is now the best player in the league. That was tough. Growing up being, you know, a huge Sidney Crosby fan. It was tough for me to let that go and to be like, no, unfortunately, not anymore. But uh, so in saying that, you know, you got to call spade a spade. And uh, <laughs> Crosby's tactics when he fights, you know that people are like, I don't want to fight that guy. He's just going to, we're not even going to fight. He's going to, it's going to be like, a, you know, I don't know how many, how many have, how many people listening that there's like three people listening if that, but if you guys have siblings and you'd fight them, but you never wanted to punch them in the face because you didn't want to get in trouble. You wanted to punch them in the face. Let me rephrase that. But you didn't because you didn't want to get in more shit. So you'd like, it'd be like a tug of war on each other's shirts of like punching each other in the chest and shoulders. Dude, I used to have bruises all the time on my shoulders, my, my brother. And then honestly, my older sister as well, we used to get into it sometime, but not, you know, my older sister would just give me one of those shots. I feel like I don't, I can't confirm this, but I feel like she'd punch with like her middle finger poking out, you know, like almost like a rhino on her hand and she would just dig it in like her her punches would hurt because it would like hit bone like it wouldn't even hit i mean i'm a really skinny guy but there's still some meat on my shoulders but yeah my older sister i think she i'm pretty sure her hands were just knives i think she would just dig a knife into my shoulder and i didn't even realize it but yeah with my brother we'd like the amount of shirts that that the neck was absolutely ripped i made so many v-necks out of regular shirts with my brother just swinging each other around. So, you know, you learn a lot having an older brother because it's tough. It's tough to, to, uh, to, to beat him in a fight. You know what I mean? And by beat, I mean like the first one to go like, ow, then, then you're the loser if you did that. And I did that most of the time. I was the hour for, for the most part, but I never gave up though. You know, I'm a fucking dog. I'm a dog. And I don't mean it like I'm a, like I'm like I'm a, I'm a I'll I'll go and go and go until you know I fucking die. I won't do that. Brooke always is like I feel like you're that you would you would confront people cuz when I'm driving I'm like I, will, I fucking I hate this fucking guy. I get so mad. I have the worst road rage. Jeez. I heard Bill Burr say once that he put a he drew a smiley face on a, a sticky note and posted it on his dashboard for his road rage. Bro. When you get road rage, that's just gonna piss you off even more. Looking at that shit like, fuck you past me for putting that there. Like, that's what I would, I feel like that's what I would, <laughs> like, you don't, you, you don't understand what's going on in, on the road <laughs> right now. But yeah, I never would do the things I say I would do. But I do have a temper and, and Brooke's always like, you're gonna do something wrong someday. And she's probably right. You know, she has every right to to think that just based off of how I act. I am jeez, man. I'm a child sometimes, bro. I'm such a child. I can't hold it together, man. I don't know what it is. I just feel like blood boiling and I just want to, you know, I, I think saying things, you know, in my head of the things I wish, you know, were legal to do. Like I've said on numerous occasions, fuck man, I'm going to curb stomp this guy. Have I ever even came close to doing that? No. No, not even close. 
and given the opportunity to do it to the person that just probably did really nothing on the road to me, which is a psycho thing to say in the first place, would I do it if they put their fucking mouth on the curb and were like, oh, curse how you done, curse how you done. I'd be like, fuck, man, no, I don't want to do that. So it's my inner bitch, man. I, I just, I get so erratic immediately. It's like a switch just goes off and I'm like, fucking, I'll be the worst guy ever right now. Yeah, man. I got no filter when I'm, when I'm uh, agitated, I should say. That's got to change, bro. I don't want to have kids and then that starts and then I'm like, oh, fuck, they saw me do that. And then, then that, they're going to do that shit at school and stuff. And then I got to go to the principal's office and they're like, listen, your son actually just curb stomped somebody. And I was like, holy fuck. Have they, where would they get that from? Well, you know, they drive with me a lot. I don't, I do reference that when we're driving, you know, and I just looked like the worst dad ever. Dude, see, that's a shit. I got to fix myself, bro. I got to fix that sort of thing because I can't. Bring, I'm, I'm fearful of bringing a child into this world just based off of how it is, you know, <clears throat> particularly with COVID, but I mean, the shit that's happening in Israel right now, bro, that could be like a world war three that, you know, people are talking about Korea and the U S dude, that's the shit that could start a world war three, you know, when people side with each side, the U S sides with the, the Palestinians, I don't know. I don't know anything. I don't want to speak on this because I really don't know anything, but um, and then, you know, like some other people side with the, the, the Israelites. I don't even know if that's the proper term for that, but it shows how much I know about it and should probably move on to another topic, but you know what I mean? Like that's the kind of shit that'll start a world war, you know, Archduke Ferdinand or whatever got assassinated. And that's how we ended up with world war one. You know what I mean? So <clears throat> anything's possible, bro. What timeline are we in right now? If we travel to another timeline, What's going on there? I always think about that. You know, I'm, I, I watch Rick and Morty, so I that's naturally, that's what I, I think about. It's like, oh, fuck. I wonder if there's a, a timeline where cold brew commercials are actually advertising to the correct target market. <clears throat> Probably is. Anyways. But uh, yeah, playoff hockey, super excited for it. Tonight is the play-in tournament for the Eastern Conference of the NBA. <clears throat> Jesus. Uh, and if you guys don't know about that, this is like they changed the format because of the shortened season. I think they did something similar to this last season in the bubble. Um, but yeah, this season, so the top six teams, so it used to be the top eight teams in each conference make the, you know, the playoffs they do eight versus one, seven versus two, you know, six versus three, five versus four is yeah, it's like the NHL, but this, this season, this season, because, uh, no, this season, because of the shortened season, uh, they wanted to give more teams a little bit more of a chance to, you know, have that playoff opportunity. So the top six teams get an automatic into the playoffs seated as per usual, but the seventh to 10th seed they get a chance to make the playoffs still, but in a play-in tournament style, kind of like March Madness. So it's like one game knockout in a sense. So the ninth and 10th seed play each other. Whoever loses that game is knocked out. Whoever wins that game 
plays the loser of the 7th and 8th seed games. Whoever wins the 7th and 8th game just gets the 7th seed. And so whoever loses that game plays the whoever wins between the 9th and 10th seed. It gets confusing when I start saying that shit so many times. But basically, it's going to end up being the 1st to 8th seed. But this little play-in tournament decides who gets that 7th, 8th seed between the four teams. Which I really enjoy. Because like they said on ESPN... It prevents teams from tanking at the end of the season and really resting their players unless they've clinched that, you know, automatic buy into the playoffs. So teams like Denver, Utah, Phoenix, Milwaukee, Brooklyn, 76ers. They kind of have been, I don't want to say they've been resting their players the whole time. Honestly, the Clippers... They fucking, they tanked just so they didn't have to play the Lakers if they ended up being the seventh seed, which I fucking think is hilarious. Um, It's definitely going to drive ratings up to get that series, if that does happen, in a second round or conference final. Um, But uh, yeah, it just prevents teams from tanking and resting their players. You know, the 10th and 9th seed get a chance to actually play in the playoffs. So they're like, fuck that. We're going to win. We're going to keep playing these games, you know, and it also prevents the sixth five four really seeds from you know resting their players because they don't want to play in that play in tournament you know that's risky but yeah dude i'm really excited for this this is going to be great basketball because it's like everything is on the line and i love those those games bro i love when teams realize that they got to play their fucking asses off because competition emotions are going to be at an all-time high you know this this season in particular i haven't felt like it's anybody's championship in a long, 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 long time. Like really since I started watching basketball religiously, I've never seen it. Because I started watching basketball in like 2011 when Braun went to Miami. Really is when I started paying attention to basketball. Like religiously. I used to watch the Lakers. That used to be my team. And I wouldn't watch anything of the regular season really. You know, I was a younger kid. But... I would just watch the playoffs of the Lakers and um, that was really it. So I never really paid attention to the rest of the league, but uh, I started watching basketball when LeBron and Chris Bosh went to Miami. So my whole experience with basketball is like, this team's going to make it to the NBA finals for sure. And they're probably going to win. That's how it's always been. So for that, from that time up until this year, you know, this is a 10 year span now we're in 2021. It's always been, you know, Miami, 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 Miami and the Spurs. Um, and then it went over to, oh geez, who was in the finals that one year after Miami and the Spurs? I think it went from Miami Spurs directly into Golden State Cavaliers, if I'm not mistaken. I think it did. I think, no, 2014, who won that year? 2014. I think that was the Heat. I think Heat won in 2014. Yeah, they definitely did. And then 2015 was the Warriors. So yes, I've always seen dynasties. You know, teams just win, 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 win. Now, that being said, there's been different teams that have won. Like the Mavericks won in 2011. They beat a Miami Heat team. That so that was probably the honestly that was probably the best finals um, up until the 2016 finals where. LeBron did the block by James. That was crazy. The three to one. I was cheering for the Warriors, and even looking back on that, 
I'm I'm super happy that I got to witness that. I am because that was an incredible series. Uh, but anyways, the point I'm making is that there's always almost like this guarantee that you know these teams are gonna make it into the the finals. So it's been Warriors, Heat, Cavaliers, Spurs, generally over the past ten years, really. So now this year, everything has changed. Everything has changed, bro. And, and I'm I'm super excited. Last year, you know, it was a lock that the Lakers were going to win. Everybody knew that. You know, if you thought that maybe somebody else was going to win, you were a dummy. It was going to be the Lakers. So this year, bro, the Lakers are the 7th seed. They got to play in this play-in tournament against the Warriors in the first game, bro. Like I'm I don't even know what to think. Like the Jazz are really good. Do they have a playoff team? I don't know. I don't know if they have a playoff team. They lost in the first round to the, to the, was it the first round of the playoffs last year? They lost to the Nuggets last year. And I think they, they were up 3-1 and lost 4-3, if I'm not mistaken. I'm pretty sure they blew that 3-1 lead. And then the same shit happened the next season, or sorry, the next series with the, with the Clippers against the Nuggets. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I feel like the Nuggets might, might make a push. I feel like the Suns are going to be really good in the playoffs. Devin Booker likes to heat up. He heated up in the bubble last year. You know, he's got that Mamba mentality. In the East, you know, this is the first year in the East that, like, not the first seed is a lock. You know what I mean? Like, we got Milwaukee, uh, 76ers, the Nets, obviously. Even, you know, even the Knicks, bro. I I don't think the Knicks are going to make it to the finals probably not even the conference finals but you never know you never know that's the thing with the nba bro it, it, the chain the pace the game runs at it's always the other team's possession no matter what no matter like with hockey you can stay in the like the offensive zone for like five minutes straight you know what i mean but in basketball you make a basket you turn it over it's directly defense it's offense defense offense defense and it, so that having that kind of format of a game Anything can happen because anybody can get hot, bro. And especially with this Knicks team, Randall, uh, my boy from Canada, RJ Barrett, shout out to him. I'm really rooting for this Knicks team, by the way. I really am. Uh, Derek Rose, I remember being like when, like in 2010, 11, those years, I was, I was definitely more of a, a Lakers Kobe Bryant fan. So I didn't really give a shit about anybody else. So when Kobe didn't win an MVP, I'd be like, fuck that guy. So I had... I, I had some spite f- for Derrick Rose for a while, but seeing his his path from those years and his injuries and how he's overcome them, I have nothing but respect and, and absolute amazement for this man. So, you know, and he, he's turning it on a lot of the time. He turns it on. Uh, this Emmanuel Quickly guy, bro, Emmanuel Quickly, go off, bro. Go off. He's, he's got game. He's got game. For sure. But, uh... Yeah, the point I'm making is that it's really anybody's like anybody can do that this year. The the eighth seed in the East is the Wizards, and I feel like the Wizards can knock off one of these big dogs in the East. You know, if they make it to the eighth or, or seventh seed, they're going to either play the I think it's the Bucks that are in second. I can't remember, but it's either one of those three: Philadelphia, uh, Milwaukee, or 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 Brooklyn in the first round that this Wizards team has to play. And honestly. You know, we saw the Wizards beat the Nets in that unbelievable thriller at the end of that game when Westbrook hit that three and then, oh my God. But 
that's the thing. It's like it just it, it it's all situational. Every game you have to take one game at a time, and this goes for every sports league. But with the NBA, you know, you can get two quick steals. I mean, Tracy McGrady he fucking made thirteen points in like thirty seconds, which is, you know, it's just, in saying this. I'm just really excited for the playoffs this year. It's going to be super entertaining because you don't know, bro. You don't know who's going to win this year. And that's why I've always liked the NHL because for the most part, you don't see the same teams in the final every year. You know, you do get the Pittsburghs uh, rocking in there. Chicago, the Lightning have made it a few, a couple times, I think two times to the, to the final. They won once, lost once. But uh, yeah, like the, you know, you saw St. Louis win. You saw the the Lightning win. You know, we've seen we've seen a lot of crazy crap happen in the NHL. So um, that's why I've always liked that because it really is anybody's game. You know, watching the LA Kings eight seed win it one year. You know, that's crazy, bro. It's really crazy. So, uh, but yeah, I'm just really I'm I'm hyped and ready to go for this for this NHL and uh, NBA playoff season. And when I say season, I don't mean like. I mean, period of time, you know, like when people say S said N, you know that <laughs> season, season, but yeah, man, I'm really, I'm really ready for this, for this shit. I'm super pumped as a, as a fan of competition. I'm really pumped because nobody likes to see a cakewalk for, for one team over and over and over and over and over again. You know, that's not fun. It's not fun when it happens four years in a row of the Cavaliers versus the Warriors in the finals. You know what I mean? Like, it gets played out. It gets boring almost because you're like, I really don't care. I don't care. I want to see the Pacers versus the fucking Grizzlies. Shout out to John Morant. And Valanciunas, man. I, I'm, I, I still have love for Jonas Valanciunas. He's a Raptors alum. And uh, he's playing really good out there. You know, I definitely miss him. You know, we got that chip after we got Gasol, but bro, now when it's all said and done, I must say, we're definitely missing that big. And I feel like Jonas would have stayed if they didn't trade him. So it's depressing, but you know, we got the championship. So is it all because of Kawhi Leonard? Absolutely. And did he leave right after it? Yes, he did. And does that make me so sad every day? Yep. I don't know. I really, I, they're, you know, I love Masai Ujiri, but the decision to give Pascal Siakam that, that, uh, that big deal, I, I don't know, man. They were pretty quick to just drop that on him. You know what I mean? He, he really didn't, he played really good in the 2019 playoffs. So get it, let him, let him get his bread. But bro, he's not that caliber of player. I don't think. I don't think he's great when you have the superstar, but when he has the team on his back, I don't think he's worth that money, man. I really don't, which sucks because I, I root for him, but I find myself complaining about him a lot. You know, I think the leader of that team is Fred Van Fleet at this point. Kyle Lowry's gone. We're not going to see Kyle Lowry in a, in a Raptors jersey again, which is super sad. You know, I love that man and everything he's done for the team. But it's his time to to move on, man, and that's all it is. You know, he won his he won his championship. Great, love that for for Kyle. But he's gonna want to go home. I bet you he's gonna sign with Philadelphia. Maybe the Lakers. You never know. I don't know how they could afford him. But 
Shit, anything's up. Anything's possible. Move some shit around. Dude, I went for a run last night. I don't know how these players play like 38 minutes in a game. I really don't. I ran for 15 minutes. I did 2.6 kilometers. And I'm not even bullshitting you. I felt like my lungs were going to explode. Like, you know, jeez, man. You know when they like show you, like when they show you a lung and they're like, this is what it looks like in your lungs when you breathe. And you're like, whoa, it looks so big. Mine were like four times that size. I don't even know how like my like what jeez it's like i swallowed a match and it never burnt out when i swallowed it it just kept burning that's what it felt like i'm not even bullshitting you it's been so long i ran the last time i ran was probably august of last year so you know taking a almost a year off of running and then getting back into it i must say it felt good to get it done Cause I've been putting it off for a while. I've been wanting to go, but I'm like, dude, I don't, I knew this was going to happen. And I was like, I don't want to hurt. (laughs) I don't want to hurt myself, even though it's only going to hurt for, you know, (laughs) half hour or, you know, an hour after I run, which it did fucking, oh my God. It's like laying in bed and I was like, oh my goodness. It feels like somebody stabbed me up in my ribs, but, uh, but it feels good. I want to get active again you know, not playing sports and not really getting, being able to get out and do anything, especially with how things are right at this particular moment in Manitoba. It's crazy shit. It's crazy times. And I just think you just got to force yourself to do it. You know, I've seen a lot of David Goggins videos. Um, Joe Rogan's actually a very big inspiration of mine to get active. You know, he just says little things that are just like, oh, dude, fucking goddammit. Why did you have to tell me that? Because now I feel like such a lazy ass. He's like, just get 15 minutes in. Just get 30 minutes. Raise your heart rate. That's all you need. And it's like, oh, that is all I need. 30 minutes of my day. I spend 30 minutes of my day sitting and staring at a wall. Really? You know what I mean? Like, I can sacrifice my wall time to just go on a, you know, a light jog. Get my heart rate up, dude. So, and I got to start lifting again. Obviously, gyms are closed. I don't, I don't, I'm not going to be honest with you. I don't want to go to a gym. I want to, I just want to stay at home. I don't want to go to a gym. I didn't enjoy going to a gym when I was there. You know, I liked, there was a point in time where I liked lifting weights and feeling like, okay, I'm getting bigger. But dude, I, I don't like going, driving to work out. Like, fuck that. I just want to lift at my house is what I want to do. So when I'm done, I'm in, I can shower and instantly lay in bed and go, holy fucking hell. You know, I don't want to have to turn my steering wheel after I hit shoulders, bro. You ever, you know that feeling when you're like, oh, the steering wheel is 3000 pounds. I think that just shows how lazy I actually am. But I just, I don't know. There's something about, I don't, I just don't really want to go to a gym, dude. I don't want to go to a gym. Maybe it's an insecurity about how skinny I am. And I, I don't want people to be like, oh my God, he's only curling 10 pounds. But at the same time, the way I think is like, fuck you, bro. I got to start. I got to lift something. I don't think people, but that's the thing. I don't think people judge that, that hard at a gym. You know, if I was ripped to shreds, 
huge in lifting 10 pound weights the whole time and somebody else is like dude i gotta lift these fuck that's what i have to lift you obviously can curl a whole 100 pound dumbbell and i can barely lift up this 25 pound dumbbell you know what i mean in that situation i feel like people judge but when you're abusing a certain weight or whatever but yeah man i don't know i just don't know what it is i just don't want to go to a gym I can't tell you what it is. It's just what I feel inside. But uh, yeah, man, I uh, went for a run. I feel good about myself for doing that. My legs are sore, which feels good. It feels good to be sore again. Because I don't want to be, I don't want my hips to be bad. My I, m- m- Shitty knees is something that runs in my family. So I don't want to have shitty knees. I don't want to have to, you know, walk with a cane when I'm 55. And that's what I'm on route to do really so i gotta make sure i'm running and getting my workouts in absolutely but uh yeah so i'm trying to make that change in my life brooke runs every single day i'm so proud of her dude i don't know how the hell she keeps that motivation up but she does and she kills it all the time she's like i don't want to go for a run today i'm like hey then don't you know like like, wow so shitty of me actually thinking about it now but (laughs) i just want i'd like that's like 25 minutes of the time that we could have together and i'm just a piece of shit like that but um, she, every day, man, every day she's changed. She's changed it recently to go three days on one day off three days on just to give her her legs a break. Cause she's been going at it for a long time now. And I think to, you know, give that, give your body that kind of rest day instead. Cause she used to go six days on one day off, which isn't good, especially cause she recently in her, like in her, in her life has had like shin splints and stuff like that. So you don't want to, you don't, you don't want to overdo it, but so when you take that three days on one day off, you're still getting the same amount of exercise. You're just getting that earlier day off to rest before, you know, the negative side effects start to come. Right. So, um, but yeah, I don't know. She is, uh, she's amazing. She amazes me every day. I love her to death. I truly do. And she's my inspiration for getting my, my, uh, skinny fat. I call, I consider myself skinny fat cause I'm lazy as shit, but I'm skinny. I don't know how that works, but, um, my, my lazy ass off, off the, wherever I am and get out and get my heart rate up, man. And she's out here running laps around me and I'm like, <gasps> but I did it and you can do it too. The three people, if you don't already run and work out, you can do it. You got it. Just put on your sneakers, one step out of your house, and just go, fuck, fuck me, oh my god, I'm not ready to do this, but you do it anyways, dude, because you got to, because you want to be healthy, and you want to live a healthy lifestyle so that you could be with your grandchildren, that's what, that's what you do, you know what I mean, I don't want to be that grandpa that's walking around with the biggest beer belly, you know what I mean, not that I, I don't drink beer very often, but when you get older, you just naturally get that, that that gut as a man. I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be the guy that the kids poke the grandpa's belly because it looks funny to them. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be that grandpa. I want to be the grandpa that can run around and chase the kids, grab them by the ankles and spin them around. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's the grandpa I want to be. Oh, looking at the future like that's crazy, man. I'm not even like I'm nowhere near ready to for it for a child of my own, but there's something about thinking about your grandchildren and being old that is uh it's really nice it's really nice 
because it's like when you get to that point it's like you accomplished a lot you know you 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 did your job on this earth to live life the best you can to have children raise those children to be good people to to meet other good people and 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 continue that cycle you know i don't want to overpopulate the earth so i'm not going to have five children we've confirmed a two children maximum is what we want which is perfect for me a girl and a boy would be ideal but who am i to who am i to be choosy you know what i mean give me whatever you want to give me god if you're if you're real i'm not going to get into that but oh god i hope my family doesn't listen to this holy shit i'll get excommunicated if the, if, if, if my family listens to this listens to this but the point i'm making is that it makes me feel really good to think about having grandchildren for some reason to be at that point in my life where I'm, I've lived life and I'm like, I'm happy, dude. I, I'll be so, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm really happy right now. I gotta be honest. I'm, I'm, I'm a happy guy, but at that point is when it's like, okay, this is what I lived for. This is what I, this is what I've done. Everything in my life for is to get to this point so that I can see the people that I've raised become amazing people and, 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 and live life the way that they want to live life and have children and, and enjoy their life. You know what I mean? That means that I've, I've done my job and, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's the, that's the meaning of life, man is, 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 uh, <laughs> who am I to fucking say what the meaning of life is? But you know, it's a big, uh, it's a big goal of everybody's to, uh, or maybe not everybody's, but you know, some people don't want to have kids, which is fine. You know, more food for my kids. Oh, man, I just want. I'm happy that we're living now because I know. I'm guessing probably a hundred years from now, we're gonna. There's gonna be the like. It's gonna be dust fields, and the only food that they can grow is crops of of corn, like in uh, Interstellar. That's what a hundred years from now is gonna be probably. Now, obviously, I can't confirm that because I can't look into the future. Dude, I want so badly to be able to look into the future. I want so badly. I always think, ever since I was a kid, and I saw Back to the Future, Back to the, I think it's Back to the F- Future 2, when, uh, geez, what's his name? The bad guy, the bully. He ends up, he, he grabs the, the sports stat book from the future uh, that, that Marty leaves behind or some some shit like that and he bets on all the games because he has all the scores dude and i was like bro i wish i could do that because i would be loaded i would be so rich and i think that would just be so cool i I would love that even to have even just to have side bets with your buddies you know to be like i'll bet you 10 bucks that patrick marlowe makes it to this many games you're on. No, he won't. He, oh, my Patrick Marlowe retires after this game because he has a hernia on the ice. Because he's 55 now. Playing against 20-year-olds. That guy's a warrior, bro. Shout out to Patrick Marlowe. For real. He's, he's goaded. He's been goaded for a long time, but 
And just a gentleman's gentleman too. That's the kind of guy that I look up to and think I want to be that guy. You know, he's a respectable man, very humble, very together, a family man it looks like. Obviously, I don't know the ins and outs of his personal life, but, you know, uh, that's what I aspire to be. Is just somebody who people look at and just go, oh, look at Patrick's coming in today. That's awesome. Thank, thanks for stopping by, Patrick. You know what I mean? I want people to say that about, thanks for stopping by, Noah. I appreciate you stopping by. That's the kind of guy I want to be. You know, but really, shout out to Patrick Marlowe, un- unbelievable hockey player and uh, a legend, a legend to say the least. We're almost an hour into this. I'm starting to run slow. I'm talking about Patrick Marlowe and his family now. Um, yeah, I got a farmer's wrap and I haven't eaten it yet. I'm just kind of, I kind of been looking over at it thinking, gosh, should I keep going? I really want to get to that before it gets too cold. But uh, I-, I can wait a little bit longer, I think. Whatever. We got microwaves. I wonder what, like, imagine being in, like, the 1800s and then being, like, I don't know when microwaves were invented, but definitely not in the 1800s. You got to think they were probably, like, a 1935 invention. I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look it up. When were microwaves invented? Hey, Siri, when were microwaves invented? Let's see. Okay, well, the first date that I see is September 16th. Or September 30th of 2016. Well, obviously, that's the date of when that article was written. So, Siri sucks naturally. I swear, why do they even make this bitch? Like, give me the answer. Why do you give me shit to... I ask her shit and she gives me articles so I have to find it on my own. What's the point of... You read the article. You're the AI. You can read it in a blink of an eye. Blink of the, blink of the eye. You can read it in. And you want me to peruse through that shit? I don't want to do that. Um, when were microwaves invented? 1946. So that was 11 years off. Anyways, so imagine being in the, I'm going to go 1800s because that was the example I used first, but just you're sitting recording a podcast in the 1800s. <laughs> um, Obviously, you can't do that in the 1800s. You're sitting, talking to yourself, and you see a Tim Hortons farmer's wrap. Now, they didn't have Tim Hortons farmer's wraps in the 1800s, but they did in my story. So you're looking at it, and you're like, I got to eat this now because I don't have a microwave to heat this up instantly. If I want to heat, I got to put it in the, you got to put it in like the fire-stoked oven. You got to get the fire going, first of all. I don't know how, if this was actually, if this is facts, this is just me spitting, but you got to get the fire going. You got to get the oven heated up to a certain temp. Then you put it in, you wait 10 minutes, then you get it. That's like an hour long process. Probably not, probably like 35 minutes. But nowadays, bro, imagine telling this to somebody in 1800s, dude, I can heat that up for you in, in 30 seconds. What? That's my, that's a mind blowing thought to think. That if you were like, oh, I'll just heat it up in my microwave to like somebody, like the Archduke of Ferdinand in, <laughs> in 1880. That he'd be like, how does fun, but how does fun, how does fun do that? How do you heat it up in 30 seconds? Microwaves. And then shot in the head. 
that's how it all started, by the way. That's how World War One started. Is uh, somebody was having a conversation with the Archduke Ferdinand of microwaves, and then so stupid. Anyway, I want I want to wrap this up by saying uh, I'm a guy with really <clears throat> really ashy hands, dude. My hands get really dry, and I use all the lotions. I've used all the lotions, and they work temporarily. They moisturize my hands. But I feel like seven hours afterward, they're drier than they were before. It's like my hands are like, we need more. And they like suck all of the moisture out of the air and they just get so dry. I finally tried. I didn't, I don't know why I didn't do this early, but I finally got my hands on some O'Keefe's working hands. I used it one time, bro, and my I used it last night on my. Ins- I I'm and I want to say my hands were really dry last night too. And um, dude, this is like the the best my hands have looked post lotion. And we're talking. This was like what time is it right now? Almost noon. This is like, geez, this is like 14 hours ago that I put lo- lotion on, and they look great. They look great. I've heard people say coconut oil is a good uh, lotion for dry hands. You don't f- fuck coconut oil. Use working hands because it, it, dude, it just simply works. Like it really. I feel like if I put more on, my hands are gonna be like like a baby's bottom, and it's it's incredible. It's really incredible. I don't know what the fuck they put in this shit. This is the. I'm pretty sure this shit is what the queen probably drinks to stay alive if my hands can get rejuvenated that quickly this is the the queen must must be drinking this shit that this is the nectar of life i think now obviously don't drink this stuff i don't think anybody that listens to this podcast would be dumb enough to do that but just to save my ass in case somebody actually does I want to say that, that don't, don't drink this. Do I really think the queen drinks this? No. But does she drink this? Yes. Cause otherwise, how could she be alive still? Anyways, guys, I think I'm gonna wrap it up here. It's been 58 minutes now. This is a good chat. It's a good little quick chat. I wasn't actually, I just got a new mic and I just wanted to test it out. And when I started talking, I just kept going because that's just how this podcast happens, dude. You just, I just, I'm literally like tripping. You know when you see somebody like trip and they're like trying to catch themselves before they fall? That's what this podcast is, dude. It's it's just me stumbling through my thoughts. And I'm just like, oh, oh, oh. Until I finally crash land on my face and everybody laughs at me. And that's life. That's life. You got to live through that shit, bro. You got to get up, brush yourself off and start another podcast within a week sometime, probably. But, uh, geez. Yeah. Thank you guys, every everybody that listens, the three people that listen. Shout out to you. Um, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of the podcast. But uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Hope you guys stay safe and enjoy these games tonight. Enjoy these the playoff, the play-in uh, tournament and, and the playoffs coming up. So I appreciate you guys for tuning in. Stay safe. Keep your family safe. Stay happy as best you can. And uh, just enjoy life. Peace, everybody.